All right, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of the Cartridge Club. I am Player Two, and as you likely already know, my brother P1 is away. So before we left, though, he did his best to try and get me some co-hosts lined up. And fortunately, this month, we were given one of the STC boys. So if you don't already listen to the Start to Continue podcast, please go check it out. This month, we are graced with the host who doesn't bring up a bunch of useless stuff that nobody cares about. We got we got the good one this month. We got Joe. Joe, welcome to the show, my man. Oh, that's the kind of intro I like to hear on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You won't have anybody uh, uh, bad-mouthy on this podcast. It's all friends here. Uh, uh, okay, sounds good to me then. Okay, good, good. So where can everybody find you? Where can they find the SDC podcast? Oh, God. I better get this right, otherwise uh, <laughs> Bill's going to give me... He's going to anyway. Serious issues. Uh, <laughs> well, you can find me at a couple places, actually. Uh, obviously, at STC Pod, which you just mentioned. Yep. Uh, that's uh, the website, stcpod.com. You can find me on Twitter under the handle at AC Decepticon. Um, you can find us on iTunes under the title search STC Pod. Uh, we're on Podbean, stcpod.podbean.com. And you can also find me uh, on my other podcast, which is my Transformers and Beer podcast. And uh, that website is angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. And we're also on iTunes under the title search Transformers and Beer. Man, you are all over the internet. If, uh, if they don't have you already, they will now, for sure, for sure. If only my wife knew. <laughs> don't worry. You're huge here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, well, thanks for being here, Joe. Um, when when Sean said you were going to be co-hosted with me, I was pretty excited. Um, I was just just looking forward to, to separating you from Bill. I never get to hear you without Bill, so this is this is pretty cool. All right. I don't know how crazy I'm going to be because uh, uh, we've got a uh, one of our because of one of our guests here. So I'll try and keep it respectful. <laughs> I'm assuming you mean Dean, but okay, I understand completely. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll we'll, we'll definitely try our best. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's Joe, and uh, next up we have, um, he's kind of like the glue that binds the cartridge club, or he's the guy that keeps, the, he's down in the engine room, he's keeping everything running, um, he's also the collector extraordinaire of the club, um, and that is Dean from Round 2 Gaming. Dean, welcome back, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me back on, good to be here. Glad to have you, man. Tell everybody where they can find you, I'm sure they already know, but let them know. Yeah, yeah. I have a YouTube channel, a Round 2 Gaming channel. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at uh, Round 2 Gaming. And uh, I run the Cartridge Club website. I have a blog on there, and along with some other fantastic content creators, have uh, have my YouTube videos up there as well. Yeah, that's awesome. www.cartridgeclub.org. That's, that's your baby, man, and we love you for it. We appreciate all the work you do, my man. Would not be the same. Hey, no problem. You. It's fun. All right, so that's that's Dean. Definitely check him out. He's got some neat stuff that uh, you probably have not seen before over on his channel, so definitely check it out. All right, next up we have a couple boys from the Retro Nonsense crew. Um, first, I'll start with our returning guest, and that's Duke. Duke, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? And welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me again. Appreciate the uh, invite. Um, so yeah, I uh, we have a YouTube channel called Retro Nonsense which is myself and my three kids and sometimes my wife. And you can also find me on Twitter, which is at Duke0619, I think. Yes, 0619. I think you got it. Um, <laughs> so, yep, that's it. That's where you can find me. 
That's Dukes. That's Duke. He's the leader of the. Well, he's he's the leader when Mother Rain isn't around. I guess of the rest of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But next up, we have uh, we have Eight Bit Bob, another of the Retro Nonsense crew. Um, certainly the youngest guest we've ever had on the show. Um, Bob, uh, thanks for being here, my man. Thanks for having me. Where, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I only have a YouTube channel. I don't have any sort of social media or anything, but I have a YouTube channel, which is GamingWiz13 with a uh, capital G, I believe. Awesome, GamingWiz13. So definitely check out Bob. Uh, Bob, uh, where you're so young, just out of curiosity, I don't know if you remember, Duke might be, be able to help you with this one. Do you remember the first game you ever completed uh, 100% by yourself? That would have to be probably Lego Star Wars. <laughs> oh, right on. That's a good first game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Cool. So did you know right back, right then that you were hooked on games? Was, was that your jam? Yeah, that and um, uh, Zelda, The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link, the port for the wow. DS Lite. Oh, wow. That was my very nice. first game I ever played. Was top game. that? <laughs> yeah. No, I can never get past the first enemy, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew. You knew. <laughs> awesome. Well, happy to have you here, man. Uh, all right. So that's our crew. That's our Donkey Kongers for the uh, for the month. Which uh, just sort of let out of the bag. That is the game of the month. I'm sure everybody knows by now, but it is Donkey Kong Country. Now, I have to go and bring up my notes right quick. Um, Donkey Kong Country is a uh, Super Nintendo platformer made by Rare. Uh, it was released in 94? 94, yeah. Yeah, yeah. wow, 94. Classic. Wow, that's really kind of late into the uh, Super Nintendo's life. I never really thought about it. Um, definitely helped sell a lot, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it was developed by Rare. It was the first Donkey Kong game I know that wasn't created by Miyamoto, which is kind of interesting, too. But yeah, great platformer. Um I think everybody here loved it. I can't wait to find out. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine anybody really not liking Donkey Kong Country. This was my. Uh, this was one of the games that I used to rent all the time from Blockbuster growing up. I actually seen it on Video and Arcade Top Ten, um, a classic show that we were talking about the other day, um, and and that's why I really wanted to try it. Certainly unique in the way it looks and everything. I loved it back then. I still love it now. So I've had lots of time to play it. I'm just curious. We'll start with you, Dean. Was this your first time playing Donkey Kong Country? No, not at all. I used to rent it uh, all the time as a kid. More so Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh, um, nice. But actually, the, the first time I, I played it, I was like, picture this. Two two ginger kids, the only two ginger kids in school, you know, best friends. And uh, he was telling me about this awesome game that uh, that he had on a VHS date for Super Nintendo. Wow. And he lived pretty VHS close to the school, so... That, yeah, that was a uh, lunch hour. He ran back and brought me back this VHS tape, and I was so excited. And we we actually got it taken away by the teacher. She took it away for the week. Uh, I, I can't imagine teachers doing that nowadays, t- taking away kids' stuff. But oh my god! Um, yeah, so we got it back. I, I guess it would have been Friday. Anyway, I brought it home, watched it. But it was Yoshi's Island. It was uh, like a Nintendo Power or some sort of oh. Yoshi's Island promotional tape. Oh, really? And so I was so excited to go to the store. So we went to the store with his parents, and uh, Yoshi's Island wasn't there, so we ended up picking up Donkey Kong 1. Oh, nice. Uh, this would have so probably been around 95, though. This is uh, not when it first came out. And so that was my first time playing it. And uh, from there, yeah, I just kept renting uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, sometimes 3, um, but mostly, yeah, 1 and 2. And that's a good memory. I'm happy that you have that first memory. I, I wish I could remember the, the exact first time I played it, too. 
Got that. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of games I can remember the first times, but uh, yeah, Donkey Kong Country definitely one of them. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, um, just out of curiosity, have you played it since then, like over the years, or as first time? No, no, I go through Donkey Kong Country two quite a bit, but I, I never picked up. Actually, I just bought it for the Cartridge Club here uh, last month. So, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it was it was fun to get back into it. Yeah, cool. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, you know what? Same here. I, it had been a long time since I played it again, but I was happy to get back to it. Okay, um, gonna go with we'll go with Bob next. Bob, was this your first time playing it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> awesome. What were your What were your first impressions when you first started playing it? Uh, the graphics, the way like Donkey Kong didn't really look like he was actually standing on it. Anything was really weird. <laughs> yeah, it was different. Eh? <laughs> but also, when I first saw that cutscene, I I knew instantly that I was in love with the game. That cutscene, the first intro cutscene, is amazing. Right with Cranky Kong and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When his yeah, eyes like awesome. pop out of his head. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was huge <laughs> back in the day. I can't believe, but like that cutscene was so big. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that someone, a future generation, appreciated it right from the start. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. How about um, how about you, Duke? Was this uh, was this your first time through? Uh, nope. I had this um, back when it first came out in '94, '95, um, and loved it. But this is just like Dean. This is the first time I've uh, revisited it since. Um, since I was a teenager, so awesome. I did like it back in the day. I don't know if I ever beat it um, originally, but um, I really uh, fell in love with it all over again this time around. So awesome. fantastic game, love it. Did you beat it this month? Yes. Hey, congratulations! Oh, thanks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so last but not least, Joe, I'm dying, dying to hear what you thought of Donkey Kong Country. Well, I, I can I can certainly remember the first time that I played this game because it was uh, about two months ago. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, this game can suck my banooch, man. It was <laughs> horrible. Oh boy! You said, yeah. Uh, yeah. You said everybody's a fan of it. I am not a fan of this game. <laughs> what? How? Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Um, um, see, I'm When you first put it in, at what point did you know you didn't like it? Probably about. Probably about ten, maybe fifteen minutes into the game. Okay, oh okay. my gosh! And what oh was first gosh. I, well, first I was impressed with it, and we'll get into that, I guess, yeah. a little bit in yeah. regards to the graphics and whatnot. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I took it. Um, I, I probably didn't give it enough uh, thought because it, 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 for it being like a side scroller game, I thought it would be a lot more easy, and I was just sort of trying to plow through it. Oh, and I think that you. was where my frustrations uh, engaged from the start of the game. I can see that. Uh, definitely certainly a game that requires a lot of memorization, uh, True. I think, to figure out where everything is and whatnot. And for me, it just uh, it, it, it took away the fun out of it. Um, yeah, there's aspects of it that I certainly can appreciate. Definitely. But just overall, uh, this first time I've played it, and to be honest with you, after this podcast, I won't be touching it again. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so happy you're on this podcast, Joe. Because wow, it was going to be like a gush fest of everybody loving it. It's good well, when P when P one asked me to be on it, I go yeah. and he suggested, "Oh, we're going to do Donkey Kong Country." I thought it's not like a little kid game. And then I <laughs> did some reviews online. Yeah, no yeah. offense, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so I did some YouTube reviews, and and because I'd never played it back in the day, um, and. You know, everyone gushed about it. The graphics look good. So, all right, maybe we'll give this a try, right? Because supposedly it was the game that saved the Super Nintendo. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, it does have that. And then as soon as I plugged it in, like I said, ten minutes in, this was like a big mistake. <laughs> oh no! When I heard you say that on STC, I was like, no way. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, we'll get more into the gameplay now then, and uh, maybe we'll get to hear more of the things that you didn't like. Or maybe you did like. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay, so with all that's covered, let's get into the story of the game. Okay, so it's 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 a platformer. I mean, the story is not that deep. Um, it's based around Donkey Kong. He has this home, which is on Donkey Kong Island. Or I think it's DK Isle or something like that. Anyway, he has a home that, and he's got a stash full of bananas. He goes down to check it out one day, and it's gone. And it turns out King K. Rule has stolen it. And then the whole game is just him essentially going to get his bananas back. Um, that's the premise of the game. Anything anybody would like to add to that? <laughs> that's a lot more than I already knew. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually read the novel, the novelization of the game. Oh yeah, goes uh, yeah. to a, a little more detail. The game was remade uh, as well on, on Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color, so it, it does delve into a little bit more of the story. But uh, that's that's pretty much the premise of it. Essentially, Diddy one night he's trying to to prove himself to Donkey Kong, you know, his idol, oh, yeah. and he's uh, he's guarding the banana horde. And it was a pretty pretty big tropical storm that night. And so the Kremlings came out along and uh, and stuffed Diddy in a barrel, which is why every time you try and find him, he's always stuck in a barrel. So he stuffed him inside and kicked it into the woods. And then they stole all the, the bananas. And along the way, while they're trying to get back to, to Gangplank Galley and the big ship uh, toward the end of the game, mm-hmm. uh, they're they're dropping a, a couple of bananas along the way. And some other baddies are, are starting to hoard them, which is why every boss battle you fight is always in a giant banana cash this is so deep it, <laughs> I know this. as far as platformers go i mean there's there's a lot of thought that was put into uh kind of how it expands throughout the game rather than just save the princess and and that's it right. so right um but but in the end you're, you are just saving bananas that is awesome because we never think why are there coins laying around everywhere and there probably is no reason but we have reasons for bananas laying around everywhere that is amazing. That, that's right yeah so they're they're <laughs> dropping them along the way right that is amazing. just um also, for some, I don't know why, but when you beat every boss, a giant banana with the Nintendo symbol comes <laughs> right. flying out of the sky, which I don't understand. But <laughs> Donkey Kong's prized possessions, and like everybody, you know, Nintendo collectibles are very rare. So he loves those Nintendo bananas. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole reason he's going to get them. They're like amiibos. <laughs> well, for some reason, they actually removed that Nintendo banana from the the ports. Oh, so no Super Nintendo's the only one that has the Nintendo banana dropping. That is yeah, but he opened them. He didn't keep them in the package. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, yeah. it lost its value once those guys got <laughs> their hands on it. <laughs> but as a true collector, he wanted them back anyway. <laughs> Donkey Kong, the first true retro collector. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Just out of curiosity, did anybody watch the animated TV show back in the day? No. Oh, my God. Hey, yo. Look yes. out down below. Oh, thank you. I thought I was there the only one for a second. I used to watch that all the time, yeah. Yeah, and it was, what, what was it? it was like Congo Bongo Island or something in that one? Yeah, Congo Bongo Island and the yeah. Crystal Coconut. Yeah, oh man, love it. But that was, that was a little later. That must have been 99, 2000 that yeah, I was watching that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like married by then, so. Uh, you weren't missing much anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think you can get them all on YouTube if you if you're ever curious. Go look up the uh, it's, it was an animated cartoon. I don't it had it did it have a couple seasons. It was a long I don't know at least thirty episodes I would say. But yeah, pretty interesting little show. Go go check it out if you haven't. 
Okay, well, let's talk about the characters for a second. Uh, we have Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. What are their relation? Are they uh, cousins or? That's his nephew, no. isn't it? Nephew. Yeah, it's his nephew. Yeah, okay. people think it's Funky's kid. Oh, okay. Is is Candy? Yeah, because because Funky is his brother. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. So is yeah, who's the mom? Is it Candy the mom, or is Candy Donkey Kong's girl? No. Yeah, Donkey Kong's girl. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. She had some attitude in that show, I remember. <laughs> and then there's King K. Rule. He's a pretty cool boss. Uh, yeah, pretty generic stuff all around. I mean, the story is, it's a platformer. Any other characters? Well, I think it's, it's, it's good to mention Cranky Kong. Oh, yeah, yeah Cranky, Cranky Kong. Kong. Let's get right over him. Yeah, he was the original Donkey Kong. Right. From, I, uh, yeah. I remember when from I was a kid, class. there was all those rumors about if Donkey Kong was... The real Donkey Kong, and or but ended up he was Donkey Kong Junior, right? Yeah. Fascinating, yeah. Fascinating stuff. All right, cool. Yeah, so he actually says in the game that he's uh, Donkey Kong's grandfather. So we don't really know who his father is, and he's also Funky Kong's grandfather. So huh. that's why Funky and DK actually have the same sprite. Just one has shades and a banana or a bandana. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I never noticed. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, another funny thing is when I was trying to get the music for this episode, I uh, couldn't get Funky's song. It kept coming up copyright, but every every other one I got, but Funky's song, <laughs> huh, that's core right. copyright. Yeah. Oh, that's all those lyrics in there. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what it is. <laughs> I actually have it now, but it was really hard to get. It's awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's Funky's song. All right. So we'll let that go, and we are going to just get away from the story and get right into the gameplay, I guess. Which is kind of where uh, the meat and potatoes is for this platformer. Now, let's all take a second to talk about whether we like the controls or not. Um, I thought they were a little slippery, a little floaty at first, uh, which I didn't remember from when I was younger. Um, I definitely prefer playing with Diddy. He's a little lighter, a little faster. Um, but that's just me. How about you guys? Uh, Duke, what was, what was your favorite character, and what did you think of the controls? Yeah, um, I did prefer to use Diddy Kong as well over Donkey Kong. The only real advantage to using Donkey Kong is some of the enemies you had to use him to, yeah. you know, kill him because Diddy Kong wasn't strong enough to kill some of the enemies. But um, yeah, I, I can see the the complaint that they're a little floaty. I guess um, I'll say that I think overall as a platformer, it's superb, and I think it's um, just an excellent like the jumping mechanic and the timing and all that stuff is just dead on yeah. one problem i did have is i was trying to uh you know kind of do the mario thing where you're holding the run button all oh, the yes, time yes and what happens is, is sometimes they'll do that cartwheel yeah, and you'll fall off a ledge when you don't intend to because you're trying to move in a small area and he'll start doing a cartwheel you know yeah, yeah. and you, you, you really don't want him to do that so if you're not holding that button down real hard that'll happen from time to time because that's how I play, always played Mario. I always kind of held that run button down. And um, I did the same thing with um, with this game. So that was the only real problem I had sometimes with, with the controls. Other than that, I thought they're, they're great. I know that, I guess, the style of graphics they use, I'm not sure what that's called. I Wasn't this like the first game that ever that used this kind of thing? I'm not yeah. sure it was like what it's called or like pre-rendered pre kind of thing. Like the 3D, but they were on pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah. It was yeah. So that, I guess... Yeah, a little you, you can kind of that kind of stands out. And you can kind of tell it's a, a little slidey, I guess. But yeah. I mean, once you start playing the game, it doesn't really affect you any. And aside from that one little issue of 
of the um, the cartwheel thing when you're trying to run fast. Um, aside from that, I think that the controls are spot on. Right. Um, I guess one thing too is sometimes the other whoever you're not playing will sometimes be a distraction. Like true, if true. sometimes like the uh, if Donkey Kong was behind me and he would die, he would run forward. My, my eye would think that was me, and then I'd yeah. die behind him, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So aside from that little distraction as well um, that I did notice sometimes, uh, I thought that the controls are great. Awesome. You, you pretty much voiced my exact opinions as well. That that cartwheel would get me sometimes as well. And yeah. that back sprite, that back sprite was confusing sometimes, especially in the water levels and things, and you're swimming up and down, and you can't really tell which is which. But um, Yeah, yeah. And also, you mentioned the uh, with the background. Sometimes, because it was a pre-rendered background, you, it didn't look like your character was actually standing on it. It was almost like you were walking on the background. And getting used yeah. to seeing where a platform would end and start, it, it is a little hard to get used to at first. Um, but likewise, yeah. I, got, I got used to it, obviously. But. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joe, let's give you a chance, buddy. What, uh, what, were, what were bad about the controls for you? Did you like the controls? Uh, I think the best way I could sum this thing up was uh, I found the gameplay to be simple, uh, but both fun and frustrating at the same time. Yeah, uh, I think Duke pretty much hit most of the the nails on the head there. Um, I found Diddy to be certainly a bit more responsive. Me too. Uh, character controls for me felt loose at some points, especially trying to do the running jumps. Mm. And uh, I, uh, Duke made the reference of uh, Mario, and uh, I think that's the sort of gameplay style I was trying to incorporate while I was trying to play this game, and maybe that. That was part of my downfall with this. Yeah, it definitely. It, it, it's a Nintendo game. You're expecting to play it like a Mario game. I, I, I went through the same thing too, and that cartwheel, it, it'll get you, especially when you're trying to do a long jump in a short little uh, area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll get you. It'll get you. But yeah, overall though, you you, you like Diddy more than Donkey Kong, did you? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I found I used Diddy a lot more, mainly just for the the platform jumping. Um, Certain stages, I definitely went to uh, Donkey just for the fact that he could easily kill certain characters. Yeah. Uh, but overall, yeah, probably like 75% of the gameplay was done through Diddy. Same here, same here. In fact, there is one level I know, um, I think it was platforming peril, platform peril, something like that, that I had to use Donkey Kong. But other than that, I used Diddy pretty much the whole, the whole time too. Um, how, about, how about you, Dean? What did you think of the controls and what was your character of choice? Uh, I always used Diddy. Um, the controls were good. I found that because I was so familiar with Donkey Kong Country 2, I'll probably bring that up quite a bit in this podcast, but okay. I was looking at some of the mechanics that, that they introduced where you can actually throw your partner around, uh, you can kind of hover in the air with Dixie Kong, and I found myself trying to do that quite a bit, and um, it, you know, it didn't work. So there was a lot of improvements that were made in the sequels that, uh, that would have been really nice to have here. Uh, but I thought the the actual game mechanics, how they introduced them kind of level to level was really good. Uh, I felt that the first level was a great starter level. Um, there was, uh, you know, some cliffs and some enemies, and the enemies gradually get more and more complex as you go through the level, similar to the, the original Mario where you had the Goomba, then the Koopa, right. and then you had the Piranha Plant. Uh, same sort of thing here where you have, the you know, the unkillable uh, Crunch or whatever his name is at the end, but uh, the critters at the beginning. And then the next level is about rope jumping, and the next level is about swimming, and the next level is about barrel hopping. And it kind of introduces these mechanics that, that continuously um, make you better and better as you get through the game. You nailed it. They have so many unique levels and, and, and ideas. It, it, it's almost like 
any one of these levels could have been its own game. You could have a game that's only minecart levels if you really wanted it. I mean, they have endless runners that are kind of like that now. Um, but before yeah. I, I get too much into that, um, what was your uh, so for? I know you're like you're a Dixie fan too, so you like Diddy with this one. Was there ever a time where you used Donkey Kong over Diddy? Um, not really, to be honest. I, I found Donkey Kong kind of a. You know, he couldn't jump as far. Uh, I didn't really like his role. I, I never throughout the entire game used his ground slam. Uh, that, I didn't even know you could. I know there was a ground slam. Yeah, yeah, one of the buttons is it what? just makes like slap the ground, and I don't know what it does, but... I didn't know that. I, know that. I thought it was yeah. the, Wii, the Wii version that you could do that. That's amazing. Very yeah, cool. so I, I found that, yeah, I didn't use him that much. and I, I think this is the only game that he's really playable in, in all of the Donkey Kongs, so... You're right. I will say that the um, he does throw the barrel better. If you ever need to throw a barrel at an enemy, he, ho he holds it over his head, and you could be—it's a more accurate throw. True. It's a more accurate throw, but when you're trying to get the bonus levels, he always throws it too high. Like if you're standing right, <laughs> he'll hit just above where the door is. So that's why I always like Diddy, who just kind of runs into yeah. whatever. I like that Diddy can run right into the enemy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. How about? Uh... How about you, Bob? Did you have uh, any problems with the controls, and what character did you like? Uh, I didn't really have any problems with the controls other than the one where he cartwheeled, and I died multiple times from that. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, I think they were pretty good. I, I didn't really have any complaints with them. That's but uh, my character of choice was pretty much always Diddy. Like, I always used Diddy, and the only time I ever used Donkey Kong was the one level where you had to use him. And then, um, the, if I, there was a part that was really hard and I knew I was probably going to die, I would always switch over to Donkey. So if I did die, I'd end up with Diddy. <laughs> Investing for the future. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> That's good thinking, actually. I like that. I, you know what? It seems to be a common theme that everybody likes Diddy more than Donkey Kong. I feel like he kind of gets a bum rep. Uh, <laughs> poor, poor Donkey. And he's a, oh, he's a only one of the trilogy that he's in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Diddy Kong in, in the second one. I hated playing as him. He was the Donkey Kong in that one because I would always be Dixie. I'd do the same thing that Bob does where I'd, I'd switch out just last minute and let him take the hit. I love, it. I love it. Yeah, Dixie, you can't beat Dixie. She was, if I had my way, it would have been Donkey Kong Country 2 that was on this month's podcast. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Okay, so well, um, like Dean brought up, there are so many different levels and there are so many different mechanics. So let's talk a bit about our favorite and maybe least favorite levels. Um, my favorite would probably be the uh, red light, green light one, uh, where when it's red light, um, these things come to life and they can attack you. And with green light, they sort of like go into hibernation, and so that's when you can safely get through. Love that mechanic. It was a little tough, but uh, loved it. Um, but yeah, that's me. Let's uh, let's get into Bob. What were your favorite levels, or maybe least favorite? Well, my favorite was the water levels. Oh, <laughs> I love like the water levels. levels. Your... Nobody ever says that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was it about the them? The music mainly. Yeah, it was good music. <laughs> it was good music. <laughs> that, but also I don't know. I well, me personally, I found them easier than the other levels. But also, they like for me, they were like. They weren't too easy, but they weren't too hard. They were like the right balance of yeah. fun yet, you know, I can see challenging. 
what? Yeah, so if you if you look at the behind the scenes that the the developers are talking about, they actually put the water levels in as a, a reward after a, a traditionally difficult level. So every time you have a really hard level, it ends with a a water level, and that's why they didn't put any bonus secrets in there. There's there's never any bonus rooms in the water levels. It's just so you can kind of enjoy the music and swim around. That is so cool. But what about that poison swamp one? Like that one was hard. <laughs> I didn't get to that one. <laughs> Oh, the one I where it looks like you're swimming in urine? Yeah, that, yeah I, I hated that one. Speaking of that, next month, anyway, yeah, I hate it. Either way, there's a, there's a Sonic uh, Easter egg in that level. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, there it is. <laughs> oh, boy. Save that for next month. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I hated I hated that uh, that Poison Swamp one. But I agree completely with the, the first ones. They were they were fun. They were enjoyable, especially when you get that swordfish. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. Good times, good times. Um, how about least favorite levels? Um, well, because of difficulty, probably the stop and go level. Honestly, hated that level. Was that the one on the? Uh, which one was the stop and go? Was that the one on the lift? The one that you just said you loved. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, the green bar. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I love. Sorry, that level. it was difficult. No. You're right. <laughs> yeah. It was really hard. There was there was a few levels like that that used that mechanic where you had to kind of like keep hitting a switch. Um, mm-hmm. Like there was one that turned the lights out. Anyway, I don't want to take away from somebody else's, but um, but yeah, I, I could see where where you would hate that level. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about uh, how about you, Joe? What was what was your favorite level or and least favorite level? Uh, I made five little notes here in this one. I okay. hated the, the the barrel shooting levels. Yeah. That's oh, for some for some reason, it was uh, not that I, I couldn't do it after some trial and error, but it, for me, it, it seemed to be one of the longest ones. Just um, Especially when you had the wasps, uh, the wasps getting in the way, you'd have oh, to yeah. sort of do your timing, and then if one got in the same level as you and kept following your barrel, you'd have to wait a little bit so your timing got out of sync before you could shoot yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hated the Aztec levels, but mainly just for the uh, stupid beavers in those hamster wheels. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot about them. Uh, lost a lot of guys there. Uh, <laughs> stage two, I think it was bouncy bonanza. Um, I did love the green light, red light levels. I thought that was a neat little gimmick they threw into it. Yeah. Um, that goes, I didn't get, uh, as far to the end, but, uh, there's another, another similar stage, which I thought was interesting where you're on the platform and you had to collect the oil barrels to help yeah, the, fuel, the platform yeah. move along. I thought that was a nice touch and it would have been cool <clears throat> if I could have got that far to try it out, but I didn't. Um, I really enjoyed, just like Bob, the swimming levels. I thought those were neat. Uh, for me, though, it was mostly uh, reminding me uh, a touch of nostalgia because it uh, brought me back to when I first was playing uh, Mario Brothers on the NES. Oh, and, nice. you know, you'd be playing the land levels, and all of a sudden you dropped into the swimming level for the first time. And I just, for me, I just thought that was super neat. Like, wow, a character is actually swimming in a game. So yeah. that was great. And uh, I loved uh, Gorilla Glacier. Uh, for how the blizzards would suddenly start to come in and and change the entire landscape and playability of the game in terms of your visibility. Yeah, that was. Um, I thought that was a really too. nice touch and, and great surprise for me. Yeah, that's a good good point. The graphics really are outstanding, especially on those snow levels. That's a that's a good point. Um, there was one snow level that sort of combines your your hate of barrels, but also your love of that snow. And that level is one of the hardest ones. Do you guys remember the name of that where you're shooting through the barrels? Snow and... snow barrel blast. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that w- my, that might be the hardest level for me. I think. Um, 
but I was never really that good at timing those those barrels. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a lack of patience, like Joe was saying. Like you really need to be patient and wait for it. But but yeah, uh, that was yeah. Anyway, I, I I mirror your thoughts on the barrels. But Duke, how about you? What what were your favorite and least favorite? Okay, um, uh, much like Bob and Joe, I love the water levels. Um, I also love the barrel shooting, though. That's one of my favorite aspects, uh, uh, gameplay mechanics of the game. I think that's really fun. Awesome. Just timing those spinning barrels and everything, I just yep. think that's fun. Yep. Um, but if I had to pick a favorite, probably, um, let's see here, uh, definitely the Gorilla Glacier is my favorite world. I, something yeah. about snow levels in games I've always loved. And maybe it's just because of my love of Empire Strikes Back and Stephen King novels. But any anytime there's a snow level in a game, I just love it. And this one really stands out, just with the music in, the, in those levels. And it's just beautiful. When you're in the ice cave, and it just has a, a great atmosphere to it. Oh, and that music. And, I love the music yeah, on the stage. I think that's some of the best music in the game is uh, Ice Age Alley, I think. And uh, I also like, like Joe mentioned, when you're in the, the snowstorm and then it, it kind of starts to pick up and you can't even see yeah. and you're shooting through barrels. I just really, really like that level, I think, the most. Um, my least favorite is probably the um, the torchlight one where you have that bird oh, yes. that lights up your way. It just oh. got annoying for me because you know, every time you turn around, the light would turn around and you'd get all disoriented. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really care for the stop, stop and go no. Uh, levels now i didn't I, it was a good idea and then that's a place to the, the diversity of the game is great there's just so many different game mechanics in there and different um things they used um so i do give them credit for it but it just didn't uh, appeal to me too much no that's fair that's fair the uh and that one with squawks that's following you that is disorienting with that lights turning around yeah, yeah that was tough that was tough i uh, <coughs> actually dean mentioned that earlier that we he almost had to use squawks to uh to help him get through that power road what do you end up needing them? Dean, what were your uh, favorite and least favorite? Uh, yeah, definitely the water levels for my favorite. Um, anything in Gorilla Glacier, like Slipside Red for me, in that ice cave where you're slipping up and down the ropes. Yeah. Uh, that that was really really fun. Yeah. I also really loved the minecart carnage. Oh I thought yeah, that yeah. was Just kind of like level. the epitome of trial and error. Which was, one was that? Was that just, the second one? Uh, yeah, it was in Monkey Mines. It was the second level. Second level, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and it that was, was, tough. Uh, that was tough. like, yeah, you couldn't, you, it'd be really hard to do it first try. Like it was constantly, you're you're kind of yeah. learning patterns and kind of making progress as you go. And I thought that was really cool. But there's actually a secret secret barrel there. I don't know if you guys know, uh -huh. but uh, you just skip right to the end of the level. You don't even have to get in the minecart. What? Oh, really? <laughs> drop down the cliff at the beginning. Yeah, you go I right to the end. I did not know that. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm surprised that would have been helpful. Yeah, I forgot to. I, I meant to mention that as well. That's definitely one of my favorites as well. I, I absolutely love the minecart levels. Me too. Me too. And just like Dean was saying, I, the water level and the minecart level, I kind of saw as a break because you're just pushing one button. True. Um, and even though it, it does have its challenges, um, to me it was a nice break from the typical gameplay where you're jumping on platforms and stuff. So I really enjoyed both the water levels and the minecart levels for that reason too. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Were there any other ones that stood out, Dean? No. Um, I mean, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, but <laughs> I, I didn't really like uh, the temple ones too much. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I thought that uh, some of the moving platform ones were kind of frustrating. Uh, platform perils near the end definitely got me uh, 
got me a little frustrated. That was tough. And, uh, and I feel one that Joe was mentioning, just trying to, to master those patterns and make sure you get every barrel of, of fuel for that little platform. That was that was a little frustrating to get the bonus levels. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I forgot because we might as well get into it now because it's the next topic anyway, is the uh, to 100% this game. And, yeah. Uh, and Dean, I believe you're the only one here that did it. Congratulations. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. I think thanks. So. It was. Wow. Uh, it's good. Yeah. It was a. It was a. Tell us about some of the the hardest wait ones you had to do to get it. Um. Okay. So there's there's one where you're you're on this moving platform. You don't have to collect uh, the fuel, but there's a bunch of vultures kind of spitting stuff at you. Yep. I don't know if you you guys know which one I'm talking about. Yep. And at the very end, uh, you just have to jump to this kind of wooden walkway. Well, instead, what you do is you ride it all the way to the bottom. And just as it's falling into the pit below, you have to roll off with Diddy. And at the bottom of your roll, you have to jump um, into a barrel. And it's such a long jump. You have to use Diddy. And because it's at the end of the level, you just, you know, retrying is just, it takes so long because you're, uh-huh. you're governed by the speed of that, that stupid platform. So it's a, a good 10-minute wait each time. And if you miss that jump, you've got to wait 10 minutes again. So that was probably the most frustrating one for me. That hurts just hearing about it. Um, also, tell everybody how you get 100%. Yeah, so all you have to do is you have to complete all the levels. You have to find all of the bonus areas. But unlike some of the other Donkey Kong Country games, you don't have to complete the bonus area. You just have to get into it and, and then leave. Um, so in, in ones that you can lose, for example, the claptrap ones or the ones where you have to select the, the letters or the, you find the, the extra life, you know, you don't have to get those right. Okay. Um, so as long as you find them all and you don't have to collect the Kong letters either. I find that crazy that Kong isn't a part of the hundred percent. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dean, you did it a hundred percent or did you do the hundred and one percent? Uh, 101. So oh, you if did you get all- okay. All of the levels and the bonus levels will get you 100, and then defeating King K. Rule will get you 101. Oh, okay, cool. Now, I'm, I'm curious, Dean. I'm, I'm assuming this is impossible without some kind of a walkthrough, right? Yeah, yeah. So to be fair, I used uh, I, I used the internet to find exactly where some of these barrels are, because a lot of them are off-screen, or you have to know exactly where you know which cliff you can fall off of. And, right. You know, it's, That's, yeah, because yeah. I, I beat it. I thought I did pretty good. I only got like 48% or something. So I was like, whoa. I did go back and find some. So I, didn't, I wasn't trying to find all the, the areas. I actually saw some of those barrels and just kind of ignored them. So I just wanted to get it get it beaten out of the way first. Yeah. But um, I, I went back and still couldn't get anywhere near 100%. I know. So I was like 63, uh, and I was like, I'm good. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> good, good enough. Which is 23% here. 20, <laughs> that's still pretty good. That's still pretty good. But uh, I will give I will give the game uh, credit in that point. The 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 way that they hid all these bonus levels was certainly impressive because I went through and uh, after all this, and I was actually late last night. I watched someone do a complete uh, playthrough on it, oh, nice. and obviously someone who's played the game numerous times. And the spots where they did they put some of these uh, <laughs> these bonus level accesses just I, I never would have thought of even looking there. So good on uh, Rare for the hiding of them. It's too bad though because I love 100%ing the newer ones on the uh, on the Wii and the Wii U, um, but it isn't so much of a trial and error to jump off and look for a barrel kind of thing. Um, so I kind of wish it was more like that. But I mean, obviously this is way back when. Um, definitely increase the replay value. Which putting that little percent there at that save point, I, 
that's pretty genius when you think about it. It's good yeah. to keep kids playing for sure. Um, did anybody try and collect all the Kong? I, I got a few, but I was not upset if I missed any. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> yeah, they, they were tough. Some of them were really hard. So and for everybody listening, if you haven't played, there are four letters, little gold letters you can collect throughout the stages. And it's just spelled Kong. I think you just get a one up if you get them, but um, yeah, I'm 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 shocked that it doesn't go towards the hundred percent. It's it's crazy. Yeah, initially, um, being the way I am, the type of gamer that I am, always would want to get all of those. But at some point, yeah, I think I came across one that looked impossible to get, and I was like, you know what, I'm done. But up until that point, I was getting every one of them. Nice. And there was one like floating over a gap where yeah. you'd have to, I guess, have a the bird animal or whatever to get it. And I wasn't going to go back and look for it, so I just kind of forgot about it. But I, w- I would get him where I could. Yeah, for sure. Same here. There was one that, yeah, something that you like you needed to throw a barrel or something. If I didn't have a barrel, though, I was like, whatever. I'm just gonna, just gonna move on. Yeah. All right. Well, before we move on to uh, the sound, was there anything else, anything that stood out to you as you guys were playing that you maybe took note of? Yeah, I thought playing through it this time, I really appreciated how well the developers had the levels tie together. So even even just looking at the the first level, um, it's it's an easy thing to to overlook. But you, you're playing through it; it's morning. As you're getting through the level, it gets darker and darker. And then by the end of the level, you're at you're in night. And the next level starts off in night, and then you go through a big storm throughout the middle of the level. And then the storm kind of subsides; the rain kind of eases off toward the end, and you enter a cave. And the third level is a cave, right? And then you pop out in the ocean. So it it. Wow floats together really really nice it's not just kind of these standalone levels that that don't have any, uh, you know integration with each other so i thought that was really really cool that's a great point I, you know what i would not have noticed all of this um and thinking back on it now that is pretty impressive because I, yeah. I, I would notice some levels would just end it just seemed like i was walking down but some of them would end with a cave and then i never noticed next level i'm in a cave it's pretty neat yeah. Well, I'll I'll save some of this for my overall, um, you know, mm-hmm. take on the game. But I do I, I think um, much like we talked about with Rocket Knight Adventures, the variety of gameplay in this I thought was they really knew how to make the game fun. I know Joe's going to disagree with me, but <laughs> like like for example, like swinging on the ropes, something it, it, that simple was so satisfying to swing on those ropes and then jump on top of a vulture and bounce a couple times and land yeah. on a platform. I mean, that kind of stuff was just so, to me, this is the epitome of video games. It is just the perfect video game for me. So I really had a good time with all the variety of game mechanics that they put together in, into one game. Right. Yeah, right, right up until the end, too. Like the last couple levels, Platform Peril, Loopy Lights, and Tanked Up Trouble, like those are all brand new mechanics that they're yeah. introducing after 35 levels of different yeah. stuff. And it's, yeah. it's not too repetitive at all. You'd figure each world would just be, you know, a couple platforming. They'd each have their own minecart level. They would each have, uh, you know, a, a barrel blast level, and that would be it. Just rinse and repeat. But they didn't. Yeah. They definitely kept it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely give them props for that for sure. I like the uh, the level names a lot, honestly. Oh yeah. Another thing that gets overlooked is even the uh, the minecart ones. It was. What was the first one? Minecart Madness or something? Minecart Carnage, I think, was the first one. Okay, and then it was Minecart Mayhem or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Did you guys notice when you get all the bonuses, what happens to the name? No. No. Yeah, so so when you're looking at the name on the 
the world map or the overview. It just has the name of the level. When you found all the bonus levels in that level, it actually has an exclamation mark after the name. Oh, so that's how you keep track of where you found all the secrets. Oh, cool. I was going to ask you that next too. How would you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is so cool. I, I like yeah. that even more. I give that more props then. I think that's fantastic. Cool. Okay, anything else that stood out before we get into the soundtrack? I also like the um the, the, the diversity of the worlds. Like it wasn't just like it had a regular world and then an underground world and a lava and snow. It had like the like toxic world and it had the jungle and the forest and every like some of the worlds had underwater levels even though it wasn't an underwater world and stuff. It was just very diverse. Yeah, you're right. The way especially when they could throw. They had to figure out, how do we put a water into this? We'll make it toxic. Yeah, that was pretty cool how they did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Completely. Definitely hey, let's just quickly talk about the uh, the animal buddies. Yeah, we haven't sure. mentioned those guys yet. Yep, so, bring them up. And I think that's that's a big part of the gameplay. Is, right uh, over them. <laughs> yeah, as you go through the games or as you go through the levels, yeah. there's, I think, four, no, five different animals that you can... Uh, well, let's see. There's there's Rambi, the rhino. Mm-hmm. Um, Expresso, the ostrich... Uh, who else? On guard, the swordfish. Um, the there's that frog. Frog, yeah. Wait, Winky. Winky the frog. And then yeah, squawks. Squawks the parrot. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. I think just yeah, the five. Um, there was actually supposed to be a giraffe. There's oh. there's code in the game for a giraffe that's supposed to help Donkey Kong reach some high levels, but oh. that never got put into the game. Huh. Huh. Cool. Cool. Well, for me, I, I thought the animal friends were a nice touch to it, and. After watching some people do a complete playthroughs, I think my one of my mistakes was I misused the usage of some of these friends. Like, for example, uh, Expresso the ostrich. I didn't realize you could uh, uh, you could actually like sort of levitate or fly across more of the areas. Yeah, using the ostrich. You know, like when you get on top of the canopies and you could just jump and then you know, hover your way across some of the more harder areas. I, I wasn't I wasn't taking advantage of that uh, playability with that character. I wasn't either, and I didn't like the ostrich. I just kept dying. With <laughs> I think I was just using him improperly. I think it was a good idea. I just think that I ended up skipping them for the most part. Yeah. Um, there were some benefits, like Joe was mentioning, like the frog I didn't realize until my second playthrough, that you could kill the wasps. By jumping on them with the frog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, or you can't do that with either one of your other characters. But the controls, for, when you get on the, um, the characters were terrible. They were even way, they were even more floaty and slidey. Yeah, uh, so tough. I ended up dying more. Um, but, you know, there is an advantage because it's like having an extra life. Because if you get hit with one of the characters, the character just runs off. Yeah. But more times than not, I would just fall off a cliff because I couldn't get the, it was too slowed, uh, floaty and slidey for me. Yeah, especially that so. toad. That yeah, the toad was the up. worst. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. loved him. <laughs> you liked the toad, did you, Bob? Yes, he was. He helped me so much in so many levels. Right on, right on. Was there any uh, that you didn't like, Code of Curiosity? Animals? Uh, well, I, I've only used the toad and the ostrich, really. Okay. Yep. And I think I, I used the swordfish. Well, the swordfish I used once, the rhino I used once. But I didn't really like the ostrich. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Besides the fact that the alligators, the small alligators, can't hurt him because of the shoes he's wearing. I didn't even know that. Like, yeah, you can just, they'll just pass right by you if you're on there. They, you, you, they don't hurt you. But besides that fact, he was horrible. I hated him. 
Yeah, that's a good point, Bob, is that when you're writing Espresso, the smaller enemies that are traditionally in those levels won't hurt you, but you still feel that instinct to jump. jump yeah. And as yeah. soon as you jump without Oscar, you're, you're all over the place. There's no, that's the controls are everywhere, right? That would have There's one exception. Uh, one exception to my comment about the controls. I forgot that the, um, the, the shark, or the swordfish, I guess, actually improved your controls yes. in the in the water level so yeah he was great yeah good point. yeah that's true um for the most part yeah i thought the same thing as you i even i didn't mind the rhino so much but he he had a slippery feet when he tried to stop him he, he would keep sliding but for the most part i think he controlled the best out of all the land characters i guess um did you guys get any bonus levels with the, the animals yep oh yeah yeah yes. right. yeah yeah they were fun just running around collecting the little things yeah, I never got the ostrich one. Was it what, what was it like? Was it any good? The ostrich one was um, like three big pits that you have to fly down into. Um, but each oh. of the levels has has their double multipliers kind of hidden. So I don't know if you guys found those in any. I found a number three. I thought it said with the in the swordfish. swordfish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was at the top, I think, three. But um if you go down to the bottom that's where you get your double multiplier so you can get maybe nine lives oh wow cool oh wow that's cool i didn't know that hmm. um what about the uh, the frog one well, i never did that one either are they all just yeah, the, the same like... was kind of bouncing in a cave oh, yeah, yeah i did that one i found that one that's the only one i found okay yeah cool. i like the so, rhino. I, I like how the frog was kind of relegated to the back of Cranky Kong's museum in Donkey Kong Country 2. Like, they, they never reused him again in the series. That's and he has, like, a little $5 price tag on his phone. I think he's, like, taxidermied in the background. <laughs> That's funny. That's probably best. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I liked him. I know. Sorry, Bob. It's only for, five bucks. For only five bucks. That's right. <laughs> he could be yours. Okay, cool. All right. Well, with that said... I think we pretty much summed up most of the gameplay. Um, b before we uh, go on, I, one thing I didn't put on the list here is the boss fights. Um, were there any that stood out to you guys? I I personally liked the uh, the first one, and uh, he comes up later on, is that bird that just shoots out, I don't know, what's he shooting out? Coconuts? Nuts? It's acorns. Acorns, thank you. Um, and you just got to jump on his head. But, yeah, were there any that stood out to you guys? How about you, Joe? What, what boss did you like or not like? <clears throat> Uh, I only made it far as boss four, so yeah, I went uh, beaver, pink flamingo, wasp, beaver, oil drum, and then purple flamingo, and then alligator king. All right. I'm happy you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> alligator king. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, you know what? With the bosses, and I, I saved this note for later on in the game for improvements, but... Um, I found the boss battles, honestly, in comparison to the rest of the game, to be uh, sort of lacking, right? Yeah. Levels were so hard, and the boss levels, for me, at least the ones, the four that I did, were sort of like uh, little uh, throwaways, little little gifts for actually trying to do a hard level. Yeah, yeah they um, are definitely a little lackluster. I think I enjoyed the Wasp, uh, probably the best out of the four that I played. Yeah, he was fun. He was cool. I think that that was done on purpose. I, I you know just like we talked about before. I think those are like just a little transition into the next world, almost like a mini game. You know, because obviously they were all. I don't think I died once on any yeah. of the bosses except for maybe the last one. I mean, they're all super easy. Yeah. 
So I don't think they're meant to be some challenging end boss. I think they're just supposed to be like a fun little transition between worlds. So where, where should the reward be, though? Like, should it be in the gameplay or uh, sort of in the level gameplay or at the end when you actually sort of beat the boss, right? Yeah. Well, I think that, yeah, this game is all about platforming. And yeah, beating those levels was the reward. And I think this was like a break, just like the water level we talked about. And for me, the minecart level, it was like a reprieve from all the work you just did. So... That's, I kind of like what they did, because if the game being as hard as it was at some point, to cut, they then have to try to beat some boss over and over and over, I think would have been too much. So I like what they did with the bosses, where they were just like a fun little reprieve from the platforming. Yeah, no, I think that was on, it seems to me it was on purpose for you, you know. It does, especially even right at the end, when you're fighting King K. Rule, he, you beat him, and it's sort of like a, a wink at you because the credits start to roll, but it's not, he's not really yeah, dead. Yeah. It's sort of like, okay, all the other bosses were like this. Now we're going to have a real boss battle, which is pretty cool. I like that. Um, yeah. How about you, Dean? What was, what was your favorite bosses? Um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like just the, the regular, very naughty at the beginning. I felt, yeah. I guess, similar to Joe. A lot of these felt a little uninspired. They, yeah. they reused a lot of stuff in contrast with never reusing a level or a Good game point. again. You know, they... They just kind of reuse each boss twice, and it's always jump on its head, and it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I felt it was a, a weak point of the game. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but I love that last boss fight. Yeah. Like, which I'm sure we'll get into. But Definitely, definitely. We dive about it now if you want. Yeah, that, that last boss fight was amazing. Um, especially when the credits start to roll, and it's like producer, you know, King K. Rule or whatever. Well, that got me, yeah. Cause I, I, know, I, I was, yeah, me too. I, it, it, I take pictures of all the, the credits of the game. So my phone, I'm trying to get it ready and trying to get it. <laughs> as I did the exact that, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, I think we all kind of uh, fell for it. I remember when I was young, I thought I had beat that. I was so excited. Yeah. Boy, did it get me. I, I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. What happened? I, I thought I beat the game and then. You know, I, I just like Dean said, I was getting my phone ready to take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, I'm like, you know, back in the game. So it, yeah. it definitely got me confused. But um, to definitely, uh, go ahead, Bob. I remember walking in when you did that. I was like, oh, did you beat it? And yeah. you were like, I thought I did. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. How about, uh, how about you, Bob? What were the bosses that stood out to you? Um, I honestly like the the... The flamingo that like shot out acorns. That was my favorite. Yeah, I think me too. Me too. I don't know why, but some it was like it wasn't as easy as just jumping on the rat's head the first one. Mm-hmm. But something about jumping on that flamingo's head was so satisfying. Yeah, I think just, it was that, that squawk that he gave out after, yeah. <laughs> after you knocked him in the head. <laughs> it was rewarding. Okay, cool. All right. With that said, let us now get into the the, the sound of the game. Oh, so, yeah. so Donkey Kong Country is definitely known for uh, its amazing soundtrack. Um, I actually mentioned earlier my favorite one. I think it's called Ice Cave Chant. It's, it's during the Slippery Rope one. Um, yeah. Definitely my, my favorite track in the whole game. Uh, but there are some awesome ones. How about um, how about you, Bob? What, what were the ones that stood out to you? I think you said the water one was one? Yeah, the water one is definitely my favorite. But besides that one, the... um. The jungle one, like the, uh, what's it called? I have it in my notes here. Jungle Groove? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Those ones. That, those ones were really stood out to me. Yeah, like the, um, yes, this one. <laughs> this was what really stood out to me. Catchy, catchy for sure. 
Yeah, this is this sort of definitely gets you into the mood too. It definitely has the Donkey Kong vibe to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it a lot. Was there any that you didn't like by chance? Um, I wasn't really into the um Oh, what was it? There was I think some of the ice ones I didn't really like. Okay. Yeah, like some... they were the first ice level. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm trying to think of all the uh, different ones. There were so many, but some of them... It, the fact that some of them stand out just goes to say some of them don't. <laughs> yeah. That's just that, I guess. Okay, how about, uh, how about you, Duke? Favorite favorite songs? Uh, I have on my notes. My favorite one was... Uh, let's see here. It was it was one of the glacier, one of the snow levels. Um, okay, yeah. The Slip and Slide Ride, I really like that. The music in that level. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's. That's Ice Cube Chant, yeah. yeah. And Ice Ice Age Alley. I'm not. Some of the music I think was repeatable. I repeat it, but yeah. um, Ice Age Alley. I put in my notes that that was my favorite music in that one. And just like Bob, I really like the music in the water levels. It kind of reminded me of Echo the Dolphin, kind of an eerie underwater kind of atmosphere. So I really like what they did there with that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that that song is amazing, actually. Um, yeah. yeah, I found a lot of covers and stuff of that online too. Yeah, pretty cool. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any that really stood out that I didn't like. Um, at least I didn't make a note of it, but I'm sure there were a couple that were kind of bland. But yeah, overall, the soundtrack is yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely the ice. Some of the ice levels had some really good music for sure. Agreed completely. How about uh, how about you, Joe? Any songs to do? Uh, no names uh, specifically, but I enjoyed the, the the music they used in the underground stages. Um, I thought Rare did a really great job uh, taking full advantage of the sound chip for the Super Nintendo. So, yeah. um, And to their credit, I think for the most part, the music, um, majority of it had a good calming effect for yeah. some rather stressful uh, stages. So I thought to their credit, they did a, a, a bang-up job on that. That's a great point. Yeah, a little something to help bring down the tension. <laughs> they needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine on a hard level having like a scratchy, horrible soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to really, you know, get salt in the wounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the funny thing is, everybody seems to like it. Even uh, Joe, not not the biggest fan of the game, still likes the soundtrack. So it really does speak volumes. I think they uh, they took sure. their time on it. Uh, Dean, how about you? Yeah, same. Echoing those same responses. I mean, Aquatic Ambience for me, the the underwater theme. Yeah. I. Hmm, how do I put this? I think that it doesn't work as well for the levels in the game, just because the water levels are short. They're like a, a minute and a half, yeah. and that's really the point where the song really takes that turn. Hmm, good point. Uh, good point. Around the minute and a half mark, and it, where it really gets good. So you never really get to hear that in the game unless you're you're swimming around pretty slow. Uh, but yeah, Ice Cave Chant and and Funky's theme song is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I like the credit song a lot, like the the real credit song. Yeah, I thought that too. was a really nice wrap up to the game. It felt like just you know, it's kind of a, a celebratory, kind of calming. It's pretty cool. I agree completely. I, I'm actually probably going to use that to close the show out because yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I might use that every every episode now. <laughs> yeah. Good way to end. And that. then uh, my my favorite song though is is probably Gangplank Galleon. Oh, that's uh, right. Because there's so many great remixes of that online. That was actually for the first like two years my YouTube opening with that song. I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot how good this song. 
And there's a lot of songs like this where it starts one way and then it just sort of flips and it gets faster or slower. And yeah, it definitely keeps your ears interested for sure. Yeah. So you get a good metal rendition of that. It's it's awesome. Yeah, we got to get that. That's romance. Did he already do that one? Can't remember if he did. No, not yet. No, I think I it's seen his request request for it. <laughs> right on. Right on. Okay, cool. I am a little disappointed that they didn't have Ewok music in the treetop town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, close, close. <laughs> it, it's, right away, I'm like, this is from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it is an Ewok village, there's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorite levels. That was awesome. Yeah. I think that was the level Do that any of you guys have, uh, have DK Jams, the actual CD that came out? No. No. So yeah, right right around the time this game came out, I, I guess they knew the soundtrack was amazing. So they put out a pretty hard to find CD called DK Jams, and it has all the tracks on it. That's awesome. Do you have it? Oh no, no, I wish. Oh man, something that you don't have. I know. I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. If I ever see that, Dean, it's yours, buddy. I'll, I'll send it over. All right. Thank you. DK jams. I remember. Um, it's funny because Rare also created Killer Instinct, and I did have yeah. that CD, which was which was also another great CD. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, leave it to Rare. Cool. Actually, apparently, one of the songs in this game is a remix of one of the Killer Instinct tunes. Oh no way! Yeah, and that's why that one guy, I can't remember his name, but the not David Weiss guy is credited as well for doing the music. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Did not know that. Oh. Okay, cool. Um, what's, let's talk a bit about the soundtracks too, or sorry, the sound effects, because like Bob mentioned earlier, when you step on that um, flamingo's head, that squawk, amazing. Um, <laughs> the one that really stood out to me was the clap traps when they're going back and forth chomping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Sound. Like it almost like hurt my head because I kept. I know. <laughs> it was so um, clear and loud. So it, clear. It, it really stood out. Yeah. It, it did. It did. The, the the water dripping in the caves when you yes. step into a cave yeah. and you hear yeah. the water droplets in the background. That's Love awesome. It. Yeah. Love it. Um, I, the the bubble that came out of the frog's mouth or throat when he's croaking. Oh yeah. Very uh, very accurate. <laughs> Anything else? I think. One of the weirder sounds was um, in the minecart level. When your minecart hits the tracks, it makes yeah. the weirdest sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great really sound. weird. I was like, what am I listening to? And then it gets annoying after a while, and you're just like, just stop it. And it's the same when you jump on, like, uh, what are the, what's the big fat enemy guy called? Clump? Is that a Clump, yeah. Clump? I think Clump yeah. Crusher or something. Yeah, when you land on Clump, he makes like a... Oh, sound too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything definitely had it. And what was the guy that laughed at you when you? Was that Crusher that used to laugh when you stepped on? Yeah, yeah. like the muscular guys. Yeah, yeah, Crusher. Yeah. yeah. I really got to thank the uh, animated show for remembering these names because otherwise I would not have remembered. <laughs> Crusher was just a big dumb guy. It was great. Uh, so the sounds really added to the satisfaction of, of hitting the enemy, especially when you're hitting them, like you're bouncing off of like four or five at a time in a row. Yeah. Just really, really cool, really satisfying. <laughs> yeah. I agree. A good level for that is uh, Misty Mine. Uh, it's just toward the end of the game, and you're just going through this, this mine, and there's a bunch of enemies jumping out of these toxic barrels at you. Yeah. And yeah. there's no yeah. background music at all. That, oh, yeah, it's a right. complete silent level. It is right. Uh, I think it's it's the only one, and it, you just got all those really good sound effects of the snakes kind of hissing by, and the yep. Even the sound jump. of of the enemy popping out of that barrel, like I, I could never recreate it, but it's so clear. 
you yeah. know what it is when you hear it. Like, I love that. Yeah. Or you're hanging on a rope and you hear the, the, the zingers, but you don't see them yet. And you're like, oh, no, the bees are coming. Yeah, those wasps. That, yeah, that was a great point. Ah, I love the sound effects. Yeah. Anyway. Throwing a steel barrel. When you when you throw one of those steel barrels and it bounces. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great I sound there, that. too. Wow, look at this. I think this is the longest we've ever talked about sound effects for any of the podcasts we've ever <laughs> like, That just goes to show how good they are. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's just oh, we, obviously we can't forget about the Donkey Kong's chest pounding sound. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just awesome. I mean, the way it echoes and trails off when he had this really cool. Love it. Even the, All the, the sound, sound effects the characters make, yeah. Yeah, even when they're in the barrel, you can hear them banging on the barrel. Oh, yeah, yeah, really cool. <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah, okay, cool. That's more than I ever thought we would get out of the sound effects. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and and also let's add one more when they when they sure. do the hand slap and change characters. Yep, very. Yeah, I would do I would do that sometimes over and over just to hear them go back and forth and do it. Yeah. It sounds so cool. Yeah, that was a solid hand slap. I wonder how they recorded that. <laughs> <laughs> it must have taken a while. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah, there. Sound effect. Anything? Any other ones that stood out to you guys? I think we nailed it. I think we got it through. Yes. Yeah. Okay. With that said, let's get on to the graphics. So, like we mentioned earlier, the uh, the graphics were pretty unique. Um, it was uh, like 3D sprites, pre-rendered background kind of thing. Uh, I think it did help sell the game. I think Nintendo knew what they had, and they pushed the marketing for it hard. Um, and I think because the game looked the way it looked is why it sold so well. I have a question for you. Do you think this game would have done as well if, say, it had normal... Um, like Mario style graphics as opposed to this. Do you think it would have done as well? I don't think so. No. This was right around the time that, you know, CDs were starting to come out for gaming media. Yep. And and Nintendo even even a generation later was still pushing the cartridge. Yeah. Uh, you know. So this was the biggest game in the history of, of gaming at the time for for a cartridge. It was I think 32 megabit wow. on a 16 bit system, so wow. they've you know they were using that supercomputer from the UK to build it, and it uh, yeah definitely pushed the boundaries of what a cartridge could do at the time. Yeah, I think you're right, Dean. I think at this point in time, uh, people, like you said, with what was coming out, the CDs and whatnot, people were expecting a lot more in their gameplay. Yep. So yep. Uh, Rare really had, well, Rare and Nintendo really had to come out with a home run to you know help extend the life of the Super Nintendo at that time as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like we said earlier, this came out late, um, but it was sort of like a resurgence for the Super Nintendo. It became the number two selling Super Nintendo game, and I'm sure number one is probably Super Mario World, is it? Yeah, probably Super guess, Mario And that's probably just because it was built in, right? So you could arguably say that this was the you know best selling Super Nintendo game, which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so overall, what did you guys think of the graphics? Duke, what did you think? Fantastic. Yeah. I remember when I first played it, when it first came out, I was blown away. I was like, how are they doing this? It looks so real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the 3D sprites. Um, yeah. So graphics, I mean, stand out tremendously in this game. Yeah. And, and especially the backgrounds. Like, I think especially in the um, the treetop, the Ewok level, as I call it, yeah. if you notice the backgrounds are just beautiful. There's all kind of you know tree huts in the background. You don't really notice it when you're playing it, but when you watch somebody else play, it kind of stands out. But and then the glacier caves and the ice levels and the snow and the, the lightning effects and the rain, all the stuff is just oh my gosh. top notch. Yeah. Great graphics. Yeah, I think you I think you summed it up for the most part. Um, 
but I also want to talk about the the graphics of the the sprites themselves, like the enemies. Um, all it's almost like a like a claymation style. Like I don't even know how to describe it, but it was a three D sprite. It was it was amazing how they did it. Um, were yeah. Any uh, any any enemies that stood out to you guys too? Uh, Bob, how about you? What, what about what were like some of the common enemies that you remember in life? The jumping alligators. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I. I mean, it was a little weird how there was, like, they changed colors. There was, like, a almost completely blue one that jumped really high. Yes. Then there were the regular green ones that didn't jump at all, yep. if I remember correctly. Yeah, and those guys were kind of like, I guess I guess they would be like the uh, the Koopa Troopas, I guess, of, of this game, kind of. Yeah. yeah, except there were a lot more. They, they, there was a lot of them. Yeah, there was a ton, yeah. <laughs> yeah those there was cool. one... There's one part where there's like six of them in one pit. I mean, they're just jumping up at you. It's really hard. Yep, yeah. I remember those guys. Those are pretty cool. Um, pretty much all those guys, like the guys that walk, the guys that jump. I liked all those. Are they, are they, are they called Kremlings? Kremlings, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, how about you? What were the, some of the enemies that stood out to you? Uh, Graphics-wise, I'd, I'd have to say I agree with the uh, the larger alligator guys, but uh, my favorite little guys were probably the beavers. Yeah, I just yeah. really really enjoyed smashing them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, but um, yeah, graphics though I think are certainly like we like we've already mentioned the standout feature of the game. Like when I first turned this on, that certainly blew me away, and I, I'd I'd be really curious to see what the graphics look like if this was. Uh, Putting my Super Nintendo through a frame meister, oh, and yeah. uh, just helping boost it a little bit to see how crisp and clear they really could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing that myself. Um, I have to ask Will. Will has one of those, right? Yeah, I was going to say that Will just picked one up, so yeah, maybe yeah. he can uh, do a little video for us. Yeah, I'd love to see it, or or see what Yoshi can rig up with his uh, engineering skills. <laughs> well, Kevin just did a video and and showed us upscaling of that game um, oh, through okay. his. Um, I gotta check that. Yeah, through a DVD burner that upscaled to. Um, I don't know, higher definition or something, but he was comparing it, I think, in the video to a um, Frame Meister, but it did the same thing. Okay, cool. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, how about uh, how about you, Dean? What were some of the uh, standout graphics to you, or what did you think about the graphics overall, and what were maybe some of the enemies? That stood out? Yeah, I thought the graphics were, were fantastic. Um, I mean, this, this didn't just up it from you know, one 2D layer to two. This was like 12 layers of, you know, sometimes you had three or four different backgrounds kind of all doing that that parallax scrolling. And then we had three or four layers of snow in front and then your HUD and then the sprites. I mean, this was a pretty robust game in terms of graphics, so I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, some of the enemies, I, I don't know. There's this one shark. I, I don't know what its name is, but it's a shark in the underwater level. And just watching that thing swim around, it looked really, really cool. And I like the the rock crocs as well that that kind of collapse into these these yeah. piles of rock and then yeah. uh, when the lights go off or on or whatever they they kind of come up and start running around. Yeah. Uh, that was a pretty cool enemy too. They scared I me. Mean, that one young, those guys scared me when I was younger. <laughs> they were crazy. You couldn't kill them. <laughs> Is that what they do? They collapse to a pile of rocks. I thought they like slept, went to sleep or something. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard Maybe to say. <laughs> I guess the graphics aren't that. They reminded me of something in the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game for the NES. Didn't they have a, a kind of an enemy that looked just like they could kind of fold it down and then came back up? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm 
It was you know, a dream. I'm sure you're from Dimension X, but I don't know if they, they collapsed or not. My favorite enemy um, to, to kill was the, uh, the crocodile or the lizard enemies that jumped up real high. Because yeah. when you got like four of them in a row, you could jump, time to jump right and hit them when they were real high and just bounce on top of them. That's that was funny. really fun. That's like father like son. Bob's, Bob liked them too. <laughs> yeah. But to me, the one that stood out the most was that bizarre one with the breasts. Look at that. <laughs> The, one? The, ye- the yellow, the big, the big oh. towards the end. <laughs> oh, okay, clump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was huge. Yeah. What? What? The, was that a girl or? I don't think fe- a female. <laughs> okay, maybe this is a heavy set. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> That's funny. In the uh, in the show, he's uh, he's kind of like the general. He sort of uh, runs the show. Um, okay. That's funny though. <laughs> I thought, of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think I saw I think I saw it wrong. That's okay. That's all right. I kind of kind of want to kind of see how you see it now. It sounds interesting. <laughs> okay. Get cool. your mind out of the gutter, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, let's move on here. Um, so that's it. That's that's pretty much Donkey Kong Country. Before we kind of get into our lasting impressions, was there anything else not mentioned that you guys wanted to bring up? I think it's it's cool to, to know how much research actually went into making this game and kind of the politics behind it. So they originally licensed Nintendo's Donkey Kong character from the arcade, but they wanted to change his look. So they went to a, like the zoo with a bunch of video cameras. They have like the world's biggest monkey zoo. And oh, they wow. just filmed for days how these monkeys move around and climb around and apparently swim around. And they oh, used yeah. all that to, to, to make the game. That's pretty cool. And then and so, look, look at it now. Like that became what Donkey Kong looks like. Was just from their creation. Still yeah, exactly. Day. Yeah. So it's it's not Miyamoto's design anymore. It's it's really Rare's, but because Rare is no longer a Nintendo product, um, I think they had to change his tie or something. Or they had to make like a small change to him oh, to, to make it kind of legal. Hmm. Pretty cool. I'm curious uh, about that too. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say with what Dean said, it was interesting how, yeah, they went to the, the zoo and filmed, and um, what they ended up finding was, and I, th- I thought this was interesting, um, they found that Gorilla's actual movements were unsuitable for a, for a fast-paced video game, huh. so they ended up uh, creating uh, Donkey and Diddy's movements based on how horses actually gallop. Oh, really? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So, Interesting. Huh. I just wonder if that helped add to the difficulty of the game or how it would have been if they had kept it maybe with actual guerrilla movements. I wonder now. Yeah. Huh. A good show doing research. I am super impressed. <laughs> I don't know what Bill's talking about. You come prepared, Joe. I am I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Yeah, I was curious. Dean maybe knows about this. Uh, you know, it being a rare title, how much – was Nintendo involved in the, um, you know, the actual development of the game at, right. or if at all? I know they, you know, obviously they produced it or, or whatever, but did they have any input in the, in how it, you know, turned out? So it was, yeah, it was, it was Chris and Tim Stamper um, from, from Rare who pretty much had free reign over it. They had a little bit of uh, negotiations with, um, with Miyamoto about the design of Donkey Kong. But really, Nintendo just kind of said, "Do what you want," because they have this this supercomputer that can do these pre-rendered textured um, uh, sprites, and and they were really impressed with that. 
So they just kind of said, you know, use whatever you want to do. You don't have to take from our IP. And uh, and this is what the product was. That's pretty cool. So it's not really a Nintendo game then? No, not really. There's, there's a couple little nods here and there, like the Nintendo on the banana and whatnot. But Was this the first franchise or character that Nintendo kind of um, let someone else develop for? Um, or I guess not develop, but create, I guess. Yeah, I want to say, I mean, Nintendo has always kind of traditionally been pretty pretty strict about letting its IPs go to anybody. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to say this was probably the only one. And, and even now, I think it's it's handled by Retro Studios, but I don't know how much free reign they have. Yeah. yeah. And for those of you that also thought that the gameplay was uh, difficult, this the, the version that we're actually playing, uh, public version, has actually been dumbed down in terms of difficulty. Oh, really? For what uh, Rare had created initially and presented to Nintendo. So I can only imagine how much more frustrated I would have been. <laughs> Everybody, I think. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch the Donkey Kong Exposed VHS from Nintendo Power? No. 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 Oh, you guys got to check that out. You can see it on YouTube. It's uh, it's kind of like behind-the-scenes look of how Donkey Kong Country was made. Oh, cool. And it's, it's just so cheesy. It's right out of the 90s, you know. <laughs> the entire staff of Nintendo just, like, eating bananas and offering oh. bananas to the internet. I think they <laughs> still just, do that. <laughs> I think that's how Nintendo yeah. still is nowadays. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Uh, but it gives you some pretty good insight into to some of the uh, complications they had and some of the, the exciting news that they were uh, wanting to share with everybody in the 90s. Hmm. It, it was during, like, the Play It Loud. Do you remember those? Yep. Kind of, yeah, the Play It Loud days. So everything was just in your face, flashing, yeah. very stir-inducing. <laughs> yeah. Ah, cool, i got to check that out. Donkey Kong Exposed, you say it's called? Yeah, Donkey Kong Country Exposed. It was a, a VHS. Okay, cool. Definitely gonna check that out. I'm curious as to did everybody play it? How did everybody play the game? You know, um, Super Nintendo versus you know 3DS versus emulation. I played it on the Wii U actually. Um, I had to download it. I I don't have my copy anymore. I think P1 has my copy or has our copy, I should say. (laughs) But uh, yeah, how about how about you, Duke? What did you play? I played it on my um, Super Nintendo. Right on. Same. Bob as well. How about you, Dean? Yeah, I played on my Super Nintendo. But actually, when I was in Ontario, I played it on um, the Retron 5 when I was with uh, Canadian Retro. Yes, yeah. And I, I actually noticed that there was a bit of a latency between the controls yeah. and the... Con- I don't know if it was his controller or the console or what, but that was my first time playing one. And Minecart Mayhem or whatever, that was a brutal level for me to, to try and beat. Yeah. All yeah, the timing was, was uh, off. When I played on... I played Castlevania 4 on... <laughs> P1's Retron, same thing. There is like a, I mean, it's a millisecond, but it's a, it's noticeable when you're hmm. trying to do something uh, fast. I I did play it for like, like I did play it a little bit on my Retron, um, my Retron three, and honestly, on the TV I have up in my room, it was it was a lot darker, and especially like the minecart level and the jumping level, I could not get past, like because of how dark it was, you could barely see anything. Interesting, interesting. Because it was like you know on an HD TV, oh, so that yeah. then I went back and played it on my dad on you know the old TV. Yeah, that's the way to play it, I guess. Original hardware all the way, I suppose. Can't be beat. I was just curious because I know that this wasn't this game ported 
to the uh, the three. There's a 3DS version of this game, isn't there? Yeah, like you can download it. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Oh, okay. So it's not it's not like a upgraded like um. No, I don't. Think Star so. Fox 64 did, where they no. changed. It was sli- okay. Okay. Probably not. They it's did not returns on on 3DS, which was the Wii Donkey Kong Country, which was great. Um, oh, wasn't Tropical Freeze? That's a brand new game, I guess, right? Yeah, that's the Wii U. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the Wii and the Wii U ones are amazing too. Um, they weren't rare, but very close to the original. I've never played the um, other ones for the Super Nintendo. This is the only one I've ever played. Oh wow! Definitely get number yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Give number two a try, man. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, with that all said, let's get into our lasting impressions. Just kind of look at your overall thoughts. Um, you know, would you play this again, and would you recommend it to anybody else? And if you don't like it, what would you think need to be changed in order to, you know? make it good okay so we'll start with you dean uh, what were your overall thoughts I, I thought it was a fantastic game i thought it could use improvements and i think they they did those improvements in the sequel um but but overall this is a really really fun platformer they did a lot and and i think now it holds up for a you know a 20 what 22 year old game i think yeah. it holds up pretty well for for anybody to play and uh, you know clearly of all generations yeah, right on, right on. Clearly, yeah, as proven today. <laughs> Good point. Um, how about you, Duke? Well, I think a lot of people know I'm a bit of a Nintendo fanboy, for lack of a better term. Um, I'm also a 16-bit era fanboy. I absolutely love the 16-bit era. It's something very special to me, and I think it's, you know, for me, the pinnacle of gaming. It is just, to me, all the essences of video games are at its best in the 16-bit era. Um and I think uh, this game really stands out even within that. So I think this game is fantastic. I highly recommend it to anybody who likes platforming and games of this nature. It, again, has some minor flaws, but it's got great great music, great graphics, great gameplay. It's uh, just hands down a just fantastic game. Right on, right on. Um, how about you, Bob? Your overall thoughts? It was, it was really hard but fun. I, I thought... I thought it was, like, for me, it was a little bit too hard. Like, I, I didn't beat the game. I got to the snow air, the snow world, and then I couldn't get past the second level. But um, I think, overall, it was a really good game. And it because of I, not, I didn't play it back in the day, I'm probably not as good at it. So I think if I would have played it back then, it would be, I would be able to beat it and it would be a lot better. Oh, for honestly. sure. If you keep at it, I'm sure you're going to get it. But And I'm happy to hear that you like it because it's a whole new yeah. generation. It's awesome. It took me like 15 tries to get past the minecart level. And I like... <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> especially with the rope level, the one where the rope is moving and you have to move up and down to avoid the enemies. Oh, yes. Yep. That, that one, like, I memorized the pattern of all the enemies. Nice. And I had to play it, like, 20 times to memorize the pattern. But I ended <laughs> up memorizing nice. the pattern of all the vultures and things. So I really like that aspect of, like, memorization and stuff. That's pretty impressive. And it's good that you stuck with it. It's awesome. Yeah, if you keep at it, you'll, you'll have this beaten in a couple of years for sure. If not this year, definitely. Yeah, it all comes with time, especially all these old platformers. The more you play it, the more your you'll, your Twitch reflexes, depending on certain enemies and stuff, you'll be fine. You, you just keep at it, bud. Um, how about how about you, Joe? What are your overall thoughts? I'm going to give you the the chance to, to close up the, the overall thoughts so you can get the last say. 
right. Well, I, I don't regret playing the game. I think I regret not playing it back in the day when it came out. Um, it's deceptively difficult, um, but I think that adds to the gameplay and to the, the enjoyability factor of it for some people. Um, the bonus levels were, were a bone of contention for me. I, I thought they were, at least for me, too well hidden, yeah. or some of them were even difficult. Uh, I mentioned this before, the boss battles I thought paled in comparison to the rest of the game due to their basic attack patterns. Um, I would have liked to have seen the quote-unquote multiplayer aspect of the game improved on. I thought that was a little bit of a weak point. Um, and I've heard nothing but good things about uh, uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. So I, I don't think I'd probably recommend this one to people as a first one to try. I think um, I'm going to get it, and I'd probably recommend, just from what I've seen and heard, uh, Diddy's Conquest to maybe play first. Um, and as well as after you collected 99 men, I thought there was sort of no incentive to really go about continuing collecting the, uh, the bananas and whatnot throughout the game. It would have been nice if they... You collected 99 men? No, no, I said... I've, oh, I've, okay. I've, the guys that I've seen collect it, okay. they would Same still you get 99, and then there's still a good portion of the game to play. So it would have been nice to see if the creators had maybe given players something else to strive for. Once right. you collected the 99, maybe there would have been another sort of bonus feature added onto it. Yeah. Yeah. And if I was to rate the game, I decided to take it on the uh, perspective as if I had played it in 1994. Mm-hmm. So for me, graphics, 99. Sound, 95. Control, 90. Uh, fun, 96. And overall, out of 100, I'd probably give it a 95. That's huge. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that and, you don't like the game. and you don't like the game? I'm not going to give you my 2016 rating on it, though. Okay. Oh, okay. We, we'll, we'll leave it on lower. the good note, okay? Lower. <laughs> well done. Well, I think you sent that pretty good. And... You know what? All this said, I kind of mirror your thoughts on maybe starting on the second one might be best. Um, it, I, I do believe it is the superior of the trilogy. Um, but yeah, I'm happy we got to discuss that for sure. Okay, cool. Well, uh, with that said, that's all the our, our lasting impressions. Let's go ahead and check out what people's three words reviews were on Twitter. And I'm going to try my best not to miss anyone. Um so I'll give you guys a second to get yours together while I read some of these if you don't have them already. Uh, first up, we have Diego Avila. He said, still great fun. Still holds up today to him, so that's good. Uh, we have Curtis from Girlfriend Versus. He says, I want candy. Um, not entirely sure what he means by that. Like, uh, it must mean like Smarties or something or M&M's. Sure. I think he's talking about Candy Kong. He oh, boy, he is. He was pretty into what was the Crash Bandicoot Cocoa Bandicoot? Yeah, group? yeah, the the girls just got a thing for these. <laughs> Look out, Layla! Yeah. <laughs> Layla's got some competition. Yeah. yeah, all right, cool. Okay, we have uh, J Rock up next. He says this game rocks, so it gets the J Rock seal of approval. Um, my brother P One said, "Don't knock classics." Yeah, well said, uh, Duke. I have yours here. Do you want to read yours now? Uh, sure. It's uh, Kong is King. Kong is King. I like that. That's a good one. Get it? Because, like, King Kong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I just. <laughs> That's okay. So Pam silly. said, Barrels of Fun. 
Look at everybody getting punny. <laughs> okay, we got Musty up, Musty Hobbit. He says, requires precision reflexes. Yep, definitely speaks volumes to the difficulty. Uh, Vintage. Vintage says, needs a tutorial. I'm not really sure oh, what he means man. by that, but I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> uh, he also has some much other hashtags there, but let's move on. Oh, boy. Okay. So, we have <laughs> yeah. Nessromancer. He has, I love Rare. Big fan of Rare. I, uh, I second that. Um, Bill from over at uh, Start to Continue says, "Kinda hate it." So Bill had a similar experience, did he, Joe? He did. Yep. I'm not a fan. Did you guys get a chance to play together? Uh, we did play together for a little bit, um, and that's where like the multiplayer came in and gotcha. and played it individually. But uh, yeah, I, I, he's got stubby hands, okay. so that's part of his. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask how good is he, like in comparison to you, maybe. <laughs> I'm way better. Okay, good. I figured as much. I figured. <laughs> Joe, is it possible you had some crumbs like in your controller or something that maybe were prohibiting you from playing yeah, the game I, properly? I, I was eating at the same time. <laughs> uh, eating Bill's hot dogs, playing Dunk Gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have five game suicides. It's still in desert. Uh, wait, is that for this month? I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. It was also his, uh, his his pod handle one. That's funny. Okay, Yoshi said, who needs continues? Um, I believe Yoshi got called out for using a cheat at some point. Um, Kevin kind of called him out, and then Yoshi had to, to show him what's yeah. what. So I guess he uh, ran through it. Um, I, I used that cheat, too. I used the 50-barrel cheat. Oh, did the you? 50-live yeah, yeah. cheat. <laughs> how do you put it in? I don't even know how to put the codes in. You, uh, you hit... Um, a race character, and then you type in barrel with your control. You do B A R R A L, like B A right, right, left. A. Think of that. Okay, cool. I was wondering how they were doing it. Okay, uh, we have Kyle. He said by security system, which I think he's referring to uh, Donkey Kong and his open cave of uh, bananas. There's no door. <laughs> Anybody can go in. <laughs> um, Rocket Sauce said. Uh, Diddy over Donkey. Yeah, I think we can agree with that one. And uh, Rambox chiming in, saying Joe is right. So it looks like he mirrored your oh thoughts. Oh, my gosh. I know. It blows my mind. So Rambox gives it a 95. Out of yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> if it was 1994. Yeah. <laughs> the 94 box gives us a 95. But, yeah, okay. I think I got through all the three-word reviews. If I missed you, please let me know, and I will reward you next month. Um, and as for Bobby, us, do you have one? I yeah, I got. Hours. Can I say mine? You go right ahead, Bob. Um, mine would be where's the donkey? The donkey. <laughs> donkey, where's the donkey? Oh, don- <laughs> you know that's funny. We we never discussed where his name came from. That's right. Where is the donkey? Especially where you're this- young. This is your first time playing it. You have no idea what the donkey is. <laughs> Is he secretly like a jerk or something? Are they trying to say something there? Kind of, yeah. You kind of set it up. <laughs> they took King Kong and they combined like a donkey or a jackass. <laughs> it was going to be jackass monkeys. Was gonna be. <laughs> that ended up being Donkey Kong. That's how it worked out. <laughs> can't sell that to children. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they went with Donkey Kong. <laughs> okay, um, Joe, your three-word review. Uh, donkey Kong Country. But country, <laughs> but country is pronounced the same, but spelled differently. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh! 
<laughs> wow, I did not get that. That is gold. All right, moving on. Oh boy. Oh boy, Dean. Dean, you're I guess up, my two friend. old boys. Oh, that that deserved a few more. <laughs> Dean, how about yours, buddy? Uh, well, not as creative. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say atmospheric rewarding experience. Wow, yeah, that sums it up pretty good, I think. Jeez, um, yeah, how can I top that? Because I really want to... Uh, I'm going to say still holds up. That's going to be my review for Duck Country. Okay, so that's our three-word reviews. So with that said, um, we're pretty much done. I'm going to give everybody a chance here to uh, plug your channels again. Um, we'll start with Joe, my co-host... Joe, please let everybody know where they can find you. All right. Well, if you guys are so inclined, please check me out on uh, my one of my podcasts, STC Pod. You can check out our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash start to continue. You can follow on Twitter. Uh, Bill's at STC Pod. I'm at AC Decepticon. You can bookmark the websites, stcpod.com, as well as my other one, angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. You can listen on iTunes under the title search STC Pod, as well as my other podcast, Transformers and Beer. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, stcpod.podbean.com, and that's pretty much it. I love it. Do you have it written down? Like, how do you remember all this? <laughs> uh, I, I said it enough after doing over 100 episodes. Both, yeah, that'll, both. Do it, that'll do it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely check out Joe. Um, he is one of two parts to STC Pod. Um, both guys are great. Check it out. It's uh, it's always a barrel of laughs. No. Problem. Oh, and if I <laughs> oh, if wow. I don't say this, Bill's going to kill me. Uh, check out our new episodes every Friday morning. Perfect. We don't want Bill killing you. <laughs> All right. We're Thursday at ten p.m. Yep. There you go. Um, yeah, definitely. If you haven't checked out STC Pod, they're over on CartridgeClub.org. Definitely check it out. Um, always a good time. Uh, Dean, where can they find you, my man? Yeah, they can find me on YouTube at uh, Round Two Gaming Channel. They can find me on Twitter, and then most prominently on www.cartridgeclub.org, uh, where I have uh, some videos, some blogs, and uh, just manage the site all around. Running the show. Thanks again, Dean. And we have Bob. Bob, where they can where can they find you? Well. Like I said, Gaming was 13 on YouTube, and I also forgot last time, um, I also have a blog, which is steamandcomputergaming.blogspot.com, nice. and then I'm also on Retro Nonsense, obviously, right. with my dad and my two siblings. Perfect. Definitely check Bob out. And, uh, yeah, like he said, Retro Nonsense, Duke, the, uh, the co-leader of the Retro Nonsense crew, where can they find you? They can find me uh, on YouTube at Retro Nonsense. And Twitter, at Duke0619. Can I mention one more thing about the game before we you leave? definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> we never talked about... I just wanted to mention, I love um, the the ending. When you beat the game, I think it's a, it was a very rewarding ending, how they had the little comedy show between them two, and they're stepping on each other's feet, and they yeah. bring out the cast of characters. I miss that kind of ending in video games. So I just wanted to point that out, that it had a very satisfying ending, too. I like it that way too. I love when they introduce characters and they give you their names. Most of the times you play these games, you don't know what the names of the characters are. But when they show them at the end, I love that. Mario did it too. Yeah. Yeah. Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. yeah. I love that. The dream thing. Yeah. Where wakes <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry to derail the ending there. Sorry. No problemo. <laughs> so if this sounds, uh, you know, fun, if you want to get involved in this as well, please head on over to www.cartridgeclub.org. We play a new game every month. 
chime in. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know if you're liking it, if you're hating it. We also have a lot of other podcasts and news and stuff in there to check out as well. So, CrushersClub.org, head on over. For next month, we are playing Sonic. Technically, we are playing the entire trilogy plus Knuckles, but the podcast is pretty much just going to focus on the first one as it is its anniversary coming up. I think it's the 25th anniversary coming up. Is that true? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How's that even That's awesome? crazy. Wow. Dang. It's expensive for merch, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I imagine. If you're collecting Sonic merch, Dean, I feel for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Thanks again for being here, guys. Um, with that said, we are uh, we are all done. So, thanks for being on. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Pleasure. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll see you next month. Is it something wrong on his end or ours? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's... Yeah, it like well, we're all working fine, so... Yeah, he's in the chat anyway. Yeah, I see him. He's starting to type something. Oh, Bill, we're oh, yeah, having are... a heyday with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let I me just so. try to get on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>